I'm Jeff MacArthur. As we mentioned off the top, uh, so many causes for concern when it comes to uh, families and the rising cost of living, inflation, higher prices. We've got the price at the pumps, which is in and around $1.90. We've heard from a gas expert, so this summer, definitely we're going to hit the $2 per liter mark, if not higher. Escalating housing prices, rising interest rates, and of course, food prices as well. And we've heard when it comes to your grocery bill, supply chain, right? Supply chain problems, they're to blame. Certain fruits, vegetables, other food items, they're harder to come by. There is less supply, and therefore, when there's less supply, generally, that leads to higher prices. But critics are now pointing the finger at and accusing Loblaws, one of the nation's leading grocers, of potentially profiting off of these higher prices after their latest earnings report. Here for more on that is Sheila Block, Senior Economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, who joins us once again here on the program. Sheila, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, First off, can you break down for us uh, Loblaws and their uh, first quarter earnings? Because uh, they reported this uh, yesterday. Their first quarter profit is up uh, almost uh, 40%. Absolutely. And part of that is uh, a change in in the tax treatment of some assets. But when you look at the numbers, it's about a 15% increase when you bring, bring that down. And what you also are seeing here is you're seeing that uh, on total retail, um, their uh, profits are up about 5.2%. So what we're seeing is, despite those supply chain issues that you mentioned, uh, you just mentioned, um, not only have they maintained profitability from their their retail uh, sector, but they've increased it. All right, because I was going to ask you this 15% increase when you take into account this uh, taxation uh, change. Uh, is that normal year? Is that year to year? Sorry, 15%. And that, is that what is generally kind of an acceptable level for a corporation or company? Well, in terms of what an acceptable level of profitability is, um, I, I think you would take 15% as pretty stellar. Um, if you look, you know, generally kind of at, at uh, broader returns or something like that, um, you're looking at at much lower returns. So that absolutely is, um, and that's an increase over the um, over the previous quarter, I believe. Um, so you know this company, this large company that we have all relied on, um, you know over the pandemic um, uh, is is clearly doing very well despite the increase in costs that they've been facing. All right. Having said that, if we dig a little deeper into their uh, earnings and their uh, quarterly uh, earnings here, how much of that uh, do we know, Sheila, comes from uh, food, uh, food prices? Uh, because obviously a Loblaw, they offer more than uh, just food, like many uh, grocers do. I think they were actually uh, pointing to the fact that uh, some of their uh, retail profit growth uh, came through uh, their pharmacy or, or drugstore. Right. And so you, uh, so they had an increase in revenues from uh, from food stores, and not surprisingly, what they saw is they saw that um, there was a shift to some of their lower-priced um, uh, stores and away from from some of their more expensive ones. So the no-frills were, uh, had had increased volume. Um, overall, they saw about a two percent increase in same-store sales. But where where those returns stood out more is they stood out more in um, uh, 
uh, in pharmacies um, because they, they, of course, owned shoppers and PharmaPri as well. And so what we saw, they, what they saw there and what they accounted it for is, one, an increase in prescriptions, and two, um, an increase both in over-the-counter medication and things that, and in particular, cosmetics. And I think they accredited that increase in part to the fact that with things opening up more, um, people buying more lipstick than they were when they were only on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And also, are uh, people, uh, you know, out and about a little more and they're shopping more now that, uh, you know, the lockdown restrictions and such have been lifted? That. You know, that could be the case in terms of, of what they refer to as front of the store. I think in terms of the main food uh, purchases, what we actually saw or what they saw was uh, was that despite opening up, um, people still are um, shopping a lot for food um, that they prepare at home. And I think that probably has to do with uh, both with concerns that people have about infection, but also with that squeeze uh, on people's income as a result of rising prices, they're probably less likely to eat out than they would be otherwise. Yeah, and I think it's uh, important as we uh, try to uh, parse this and look at the quarterly earnings of uh, Loblaw, you mentioned uh, the tax changes, tax implications there, perhaps uh, bolstering their uh, revenue for the quarter and then the sale of things like uh, drugs and uh, cosmetics. But, uh, you know, when it comes to food, uh, do we know just uh, how much of that contributed to their uh, boost in this uh, first quarter? And is that important to... uh, find out and to define as to whether or not these charges from some critics, if they're true, that uh, Loblaws are profiting uh, from inflation with their profits uh, surging, because uh, food is obviously something uh, we all need and uh, we can't live without. So what we see on the food side of it is they are definitely maintaining their profitability. Um, and and so I think what, what we're seeing here is we're seeing that um, it's not eating into their profits. And if it's not eating into their profits, then obviously they are, are, are passing those uh, costs along to consumers um, plus a little bit. So I think in terms of food, we have seen um, price rises on, on particular items. We know that meat is one that has had a, a, a beef is at one that's had a big increase. And we know that even further up the supply chain, there have been issues around Um, you know, around the profitability and and kind of a lack of competition uh, in that industry as well. All right. Whether whether it's a Loblaws in food, Sheila, or it's, uh, you know, gas companies, uh, gasoline, because obviously gasoline is something that uh, drivers need and a lot of people need to get uh, back and forth to work and elsewhere in their lives. How do we make that determination, particularly in this time of raging inflation and increasing uh, prices, uh, whether or not some of this just is supply chain and uh, increasing uh, prices or whether or not uh, companies such as, such as Loblaws or others are truly profiting from higher prices from inflation? So, you know, when we take a look at the, the big picture, a colleague of mine um, did some analysis on the previous year in 2021 and and he did some fairly rough calculations, and what he saw was that um, that the increase in profits accounted for about twenty six percent of the increase in costs uh, for consumers as as a result of this inflationary increase. Um, 
And and so that 25% says that this increase in profits and, and corporate concentration is, is not trivial and, and is something that, that we and policymakers have to look at pretty closely when we're trying to figure out how to deal with the inflation uh, that we're currently facing. Yeah, and when we talk uh, profits and profitability of a company such as a Loblaw and others that are uh, making uh, you know good money, astronomical uh, profits, if you will, uh, in the face of inflation, is some of that being passed down? Do we know to workers? Because there's been a lot of talk, particularly about to grocery store uh, workers, uh, compensation. They were getting some uh, emergency pay, if you will, uh, during the uh, pandemic uh, for being in a uh, quote-unquote dangerous environment. Is, is some of this, is it being passed down to, to workers who desperately could use uh, a raise because uh, they're also uh, fighting inflation and paying inflated prices? Well, if, you know, you've just touched on one of the ways that, that, that governments really can um, effectively address um, both kind of excess profits and affordability questions. So if we saw increases in the minimum wage, because we know that a lot of workers in the grocery industry are working at minimum wage, if we saw that increase, then uh, that would do two things. One, more of those revenues would go to, the, would go to uh, those workers as opposed to going towards profit. And two, those low-wage workers and their families would have a little bit more uh, income to absorb those increasing costs. So absolutely the right question, you know, where is that money going and is it being shared with workers? And the answer is that temporary pandemic pay was very temporary and we haven't heard much talk about it since then. Right. Okay, got to leave it there for now. Sheila, I really appreciate your time and your analysis on this. Uh, Thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Sheila Block is a senior economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. On this uh, report of uh, Loblaws, uh, are they profiting from uh, inflation? Their quarterly uh, profits, uh, their profits surging by some 40% in the first quarter of this year. Here on the Jeff MacArthur Show. Stay with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.